Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast platform that gives voice to remarkable mothers and women from the Arab world to inspire, engage, and drive growth. In Unlimited Perspective series, we welcome inspiring women and mothers who embrace life with innovative perspectives and whose missions and achievements are making a mark. For this new episode of our Unlimited Perspective series, we are thrilled to welcome Briar Prestige. Originally from New Zealand, Briar has had an international career that saw her thrive in New York, London and Australia. However, it was in Dubai where she truly flourished, making headlines in the field of digital communication, PR strategy and branding. Within five years of entering the entrepreneurial world in Dubai, Briar was named the top 100 most influential in the UAE and she's been featured in numerous renowned publications, including Forbes, Entrepreneur, The National and Grazia Magazine. She was also chosen among thousands of business owners to compete in an Amazon Prime reality TV series about entrepreneurs. Briar is now the founder and CEO of Prestige Group, a PR, branding and production agency managing high-profile personal brands in UAE, Saudi Arabia, US and UK. In her talk show, Deals in High Heels, she surrounds herself with prominent and inspiring female entrepreneurs from the region. And it's for them and with them that Brihar has created a new fashion brand offering unique and authentic high-quality suits and corporate fashion. Against all odds, Briar was able to successfully launch a brand in the midst of the pandemic. So let's welcome Briar to find out how she did it. Hi, Briar, and welcome to Unlimited. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited as well. I know this is a very special timing for you. The world is all wrapped up in this pandemic, putting everything else in standby. But Briar Prestige is launching a brand new label. And while someone might say, what a challenge, I'd say, what a success. From the press release to the launch campaign, everything was absolutely impeccable. Thank you. Yeah, it's been such a, a crazy time. And to be honest, it feels so surreal. You know, this is something that we've been working on for the last year and a half. And, you know, like what you said, between that, that year and a half ago when we started and now, it has just been such a journey with the, the pandemic and everything like this. But I really believe that now is the perfect time to launch something like this. You know, business is picking up. People are repositioning themselves on the market, you know, coming up with their visions. A lot of people had time to, to reset during the lockdown period. And the response that we've had has just been amazing. And that's because this is about businesses. We've all been wearing loungewear and a leisure for the past uh, eight months, but time for change. Exactly. And, you know, for, for us, we came up with the idea a year and a half ago because we found it was so difficult to find uh, a suit for businesswomen. You know, something that was, was comfortable and still appropriate to wear to the government, but at the same time still had some special elements to it, a little bit of an edge. And, yeah, we're, we're doing it just for businesswomen to start. And we've got uh, some cufflinks. We're working on some leather briefcases at the moment. You say it's special, but what makes it special? And I see that you're extremely detailed in everything you do. So I would expect something curated in every detail. Definitely. So for us, yeah, attention to detail was, was so important. Um, we've got these very intricate buttons 
that we actually had someone from Lord of the Rings design. So funny story, but <laughs> funny story, but myself and my brand manager, we just really struggled to find uh, a fashion designer that could design these very special sculpture buttons that we were picturing in our heads. And I was like, we have to think outside the box. I was like, what about like an architect, an architect or someone who specialized in computer animated design? Like perhaps they would be able to do it. And uh, yeah, we reached out to a friend of mine in New Zealand who's an architect. And he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, I can't help you. But he's like, let me put you in touch with my friend who did all of the computer animation for Lord of the Rings. So uh, straight away, this this gentleman called Taryn just completely understood what we were doing. And if you see on our suits, especially the day to night one by Roseman, you'll see that there's these very, um, you know, these amazing little uh, bull buttons. They're like mini sculptures that are on the suit. So it really just makes it a little bit special. We obviously wanted suits as well that were really lightweight because it's so hot here in, in the region. So all of the fabrics are amazing quality from Italy. The lining's very lightweight. And, you know, we wanted designs as well that were a little bit different. You know, not just your standard run-of-the-mill Zara suit or anything like that. These are completely on another level. You know, these are premium power suits that are made to last. So you'll have these in your wardrobe for so many years. So I, I think that's so important. I actually used to have a, a wardrobe full of dresses before I started wearing suits. But there's something about putting on a suit that just makes you feel like you're ready to rock it, you know? It really gives you the sense of confidence. It's Yeah, it's amazing. And not only you chose authentic materials, but you also went down the authentic route when selecting your models. So nothing is ordinary when it comes to prior prestige. Exactly right, yeah. So over the past year and a half, you know, we've been talking to a lot of entrepreneurs and CEOs and, and females and really understanding what they feel is missing from the current suits that are available to them on the market. So we did an extravagant amount of market research and we really wanted to design a very inclusive brand, you know, and we didn't just want models wearing the suits. You know, we wanted real powerhouse entrepreneurs. So we've got uh, six of the UAE's best, um, who we think are best and very inspiring entrepreneurs from um, Naila, who is the UAE's first Emirati female producer and director. She's amazing. We've got Dr. Saliha, who's the founder of Lighthouse Arabia. And these females are sharing their stories alongside the suits. They got to name it. They influenced the design. So I think that that's, you know, really special because, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur now for, for five years. And, you know, I my mentors and inspiration and, you know, the people out there in, in Dubai and the other startups and everything like this, they just really contribute to my, my journey. I think it's very important that we're always, you know, surrounding ourselves by awesome, inspiring people all the time. That's amazing. And as you said, you didn't just bring them together for the photo shooting alone. So in what measure and from what stage did you involve them? Yeah, so they influenced the design. Uh, so the design of the suit, um, they also came up with the name of the suit as well. So Naylor's, for instance, is called Forward because, um, you know, Forward to her means a, a lot. And if you look on our website as well, she shares her story as, as to why Forward is such an important word and how we should always be moving forward and, you know, not stuck in the past. So really inspiring stories that they're sharing. 
And um, we've got Callie Lundberg. So her suit is this amazing black uh, tuxedo with satin lapels. It's absolutely beautiful. And that one's really popular. And, uh, you know, she's sharing her story as to why Inspire is such a, a great word. So definitely look on the website, check it out. We just had some content rolling out on social media as well. So yeah, I just think these women are amazing and I just love sharing their stories. A bit like you actually, you know, it's so nice to have an outlet and a platform, you know, which you can bring other people's stories to. I think it's it's really nice. And it might be the nature of Dubai and being women in business in the UE, but I feel that we are all connected. For instance, we'll have Kelly Lemberg coming up on Unlimited next week. And it would be interesting to hear her side of the story. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. You quickly mentioned at the beginning that uh, it's already been a success, although it's still very new. So how have the press and the public responded to your brand? Yeah, the, the response has been uh, amazing, to be honest. So we've already had so many orders coming in. Um, obviously, Callie's is, is, is really popular. The Black Tuxedo, Roseman's uh, is this amazing gray tartan with um, cropped legs and, you know, a really special waist uh, has been a popular design as well. So it's just really satisfying seeing the ladies out there wearing your suits. Um, and yeah, the, we, we were front page of Grazia website recently. So it was so exciting to see all of the ladies all over the front page of, of the website it was really quite special. We just held a press conference recently as well. So it all really started to, to sink in because, you know, I think for, for a long time it was go, 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 go. And, you know, just when it happened, it was like, wow, you know, we did it. And, you know, I think it's a, a really nice story. And I said to my team as well, I was like, if we can launch something like this during a pandemic, we can literally do anything. And I think that's a really, um, you know, amazing thing that we've all, all learned about this, this project. And it's a great message to send out there. Yes, these are challenging times, but it's not always a matter of wait and see. If there's a great concept, if you believe in it, if you put your hard work and if you identify the right niche gap in the market, although there are not many left, uh, go for it. It could turn out to be a great success because of the time it was launched. Exactly. I'm a firm believer that there is so much opportunity out there all the time. And, you know, we, we can't control what's happening around us. We can't control the pandemic. Obviously, everybody's going through it, but everybody's in a different boat. You know, some people have lost their jobs and, you know, the, the situation is, is completely different. But we really do have two choices in front of us, you know, and we can either try and find opportunities and try and, and be positive and come up with a plan of action and think outside the box and, you know, do all of these things, or we can just let it consume us. And I, I have always lived by this. And, you know, when I first became an entrepreneur five years ago with my first business, I was obviously across the other side of the world. I didn't know anybody. Um, you know, I'd been doing it on the side, uh, you know, building websites and doing marketing for clients. And when I quit my job, I had one month salary in my back pocket. So I didn't have an extensive amount of time to, to, you know, wait to find clients or anything like this. And, you know, everybody told me, you know, it's not really going to work. You know, I wouldn't do that. I don't think you should do that. Yada, yada, yada. But actually, when you have a plan of action and when you do put out the work, I said to myself, right, I need to meet this many people 
to assign this many clients, you know? And if you break it down like that, and if you have a strategy and obviously you're putting the, the hard work, you've become an expert in your field. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the opportunities that are out there. And it's only five years, but in these five years, you built a great diversified uh, business model, including the talk show. Now I'm interviewing you, but normally you're the one interviewing female entrepreneurs in the region. So deals in high heels. We've been running um, deals in high heels now for, for many years. And I, I always love, you know, interviewing other people and sharing their stories. And it feels so funny to be on the, the, the other side of the, the, on the hot seat today. Um, so I only hope you're kind with your questions, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's lots of fun. But I really miss the live events, to be honest. Uh, so we used to produce a live event once a month and we used to have over a hundred ladies that used to attend and it was just so amazing to feel the energy in the room and to look around the room and that was something I really missed during the pandemic you know all of this virtual stuff is amazing zoom is amazing um, we've been producing uh, an Arabian business podcast for you know people in Dubai about tech and you know the changes in the market and industry 4.0 and the future and stuff like this and you know we're so lucky with this technology thank goodness the pandemic happened this year and not you know 10 years ago it would have been completely different but we've all managed to stay so connected but yeah something I really missed was um you know the live events and the energy and everything like that um but we've obviously been very busy with our our agency during this time because we do both PR and personal branding and I think a lot of people during the lockdown phase you know, they had some time to reflect and think about what was important for them moving forward. And a lot of people thought to themselves, okay, I know I need to be out there. I know I have the power to drive my business. I want to be creating content. I want more media mentions, you know, all of these sorts of things. And so, yeah, business is, is really good in that sense. And I've been writing a book actually for the past couple of years. I've been writing two books actually. Uh, I, I wasn't my choice. When I first started writing the book, I thought I'd be done in four months. And here I am two, two years later, but it's almost finished. And I actually ended up redoing a couple of the chapters of my book on CEO uh, communications and, and branding, mm -hmm. because I just think now more than ever, it's so important for CEOs to have a voice online, you know, from an internal engagement perspective. So engaging their team, you know, spreading messages of motivation and positivity and all of this. But also, you know, it brings in new media opportunities. You position yourself as a thought leader. The market's completely changed now. So it's really fascinating to, to see it all, yeah, and to see all the different changes, especially on the tech side of things as well. You know, we work with a lot of tech clients, and already I knew, you know, companies had to undergo digital transformation for Industry 4.0, but the pandemic's just spurred it all on, so they had no choice now. Yeah, absolutely. We all had to adapt in basically no time to this uh, digital connectivity. While in normal circumstances, it would have taken years to reach where we are today as a result of the pandemic. Exactly. And to be honest, in the long run, it was probably better for them to, you know, have to undergo their, you know, rethink their processes, think of omni channels and, you know, the, the future of the buying experience, because Perhaps if they hadn't have undergone the pandemic, they might have just, you know, might have always been on their mind, but they never undergone it. And then suddenly someone who's not even in your industry completely disrupts your market and you're, you're gone, you know. So I think it's, it's very interesting. 
what you were saying at the beginning about your buttons uh, in terms of thinking outside of the box can actually apply throughout, which is at the base of being an entrepreneur. So how is the entrepreneur scene that you're part of? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. I love being an entrepreneur and I love other entrepreneurs. And, you know, I, I think it's definitely a hard journey. But then again, you don't become an entrepreneur thinking it's going to be easy, you know. And I think that's the most exciting part is, is the excitement, you know, the highs, the lows, all of this. And it's just that, that feeling you get when you're creating something, you know. And when you're working for somebody, unfortunately, sometimes when you work for organizations, even if you've got the best idea on the planet, you know, they don't let you implement it. Mm. And I think I just love that, the speed to market. And, you know, I think the, in fact, I know, you know, the Dubai ecosystem, the Dubai government do amazing things here for, for entrepreneurs. I think we all really stick together. I've got entrepreneurs who have been 20 years in the game and entrepreneurs who are just sort of starting out in business. And I just think it's, it's such a nice community that we, we have here. That we have here, but you mentioned you're from New Zealand. And I know that you lived in New York, in London, in Australia. Somehow we followed the same route, but we both landed here. What did you find in Dubai that allowed you to flourish professionally that you didn't find instead in the other places you'd been? So, yeah, it's a good question. I, I love New York, you know, and I, I think long-term plan for myself is to do six months in New York and six months here. Mm. You know, I get the best of both worlds. I've, I've got the energy of New York and the crazy streets and almost the excitement, but at the same time, I can disappear in the winter when it gets very long and very cold and come enjoy the beaches here in, in Dubai. But um, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm really happy I went through that journey. I think if I didn't, you know, go from Australia to New York to London to here, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. You know, I think moving overseas is, is very, uh, a very valuable experience. And I think the things that you, you learn about yourself. So for instance, when I was at university, I used to always have to surround myself with people all the time. You know, even in Australia, I had to be constantly surrounded by people. It was like I couldn't sit or be by myself, you know. But when I went to New York, I literally knew nobody in the city. And I was kind of pulling my bag through Manhattan. It was honestly, it's such a surreal memory thinking back, but I was sort of pulling my bag and kind of looking around at the buildings like, oh my God, what will I do? You know, no job, just kind of winging it sort of thing. But I felt so empowered, you know, being by myself. And it really kind of um, and encouraged me to sort of learn about myself and, you know, to read more books and to invest in myself and to exercise and, you know, do all of these things. And it really made me, me understand that with some, some hard work and determination and a bit of a plan of action, I could really do anything with my life. So I think that that, that kind of memory just kind of seeded everything from there. And, I, you know, that excitement of moving places and that excitement of doing something new, I think it's, you know, once you do it once, it's, it's like clockwork a little bit. And, you know, you kind of get a, a, addicted to it. Did you feel like that when you moved overseas you know the, the excitement and the new oh absolutely for me it was uh, opportunities calling pick up the phone and go why not and unlimited comes from uh, this very same approach be open to explore new opportunities open the doors to see what's behind because 
as scary as it could be, but it could be life-changing. The risk, though, of pursuing every opportunity is to get lost and lose the focus. So as a serial entrepreneur, where do you find the drive to keep exploring new ventures? But at the same time, where do you find the focus to focus on every single project while running so many projects at the same time? How do you do it? So first of all, surround yourself with an amazing team. You know, I think that's the most important part. You cannot do everything by yourself, you know? And uh, so surround yourself with an amazing team and people who really complement uh, your capabilities and, you know, who are kind of there with you on, on the journey. You know, I love working with positive people. I think that that's just so important. And especially as an entrepreneur, I always try and surround myself with positive people, whether they're clients or friends or, you know, and just people I can really learn from. Um, another thing I would say is, yeah, priorities as well is, is really important. You know, for us, our agency, is a huge part of, of what we do. You know, we've got amazing clients that we, we work with on, on monthly retainers and, you know, really amazing projects that we work on. So that obviously takes a, a lot of time. And then I've got my, my team who's focused on the, the fashion side of, of business as well. So I've actually got two teams that work on, you know, the two separate projects. And I think that that's really important. I will admit I don't do much on the weekend. I don't have much of a social life. <laughs> So some things have to give. <laughs> um, and obviously with writing these books as well, you know, that's been a huge part of my life for, for two years on, on the weekends and things. But, um, you know, I think just understand as well is that good things do take time. When I first became an entrepreneur, it was like what I was saying about the books. I thought I could write these things in four months when I first started. And over time, something that I really had to learn is that, yeah, quality takes time you know, and you, you kind of have to embrace that a little bit as much as I would love to have, you know, to come up with an idea today and launch a new brand tomorrow. It's like with the suits, you know, it took a year and a half of us researching, understanding the, the problems our target market were, um, were facing, you know, and that's really important as an entrepreneur is just understanding your target market and understanding how you can give value. But I think at the end of the day as well, it's about people. So I'm very connected here in, in Dubai and I'm very connected around the world. And, you know, if you're very connected and you've got these amazing relationships and again, you're giving value to people, you know, people are, will always want to help you. And, you know, I think that's the really exciting part is when you understand marketing and people and networking and PR and I guess personal branding as a whole, launching things, you know, launching great products. Is, is, is just something you do because you've already got the people around you who are going to buy them, you know? So I think that everything that I do, although it's not, you know, connected as such, you know, although we work with a lot of tech clients on the personal branding side of things and we've got deals and high heels, which is very much about the female network and then we've got the suits and stuff. I think everything's still very much connected. Yeah, all through branding. Right, everything around you looks extremely glamorous but I'm sure it hasn't always been the case. If you were to say what has been your biggest challenge, what would you say? So um, I really struggled with loneliness, like quite badly. So about a year and a year and a half ago, I felt very, very lonely. And I realized that it was because I was trying to be friends with people I have no common interest with. So I'm a very, I'm quite young and a lot of, people my age and then a lot of females my age really enjoy 
brunches and makeup and boys and lots of these things. And if I'm sitting next to somebody and they're trying to have a conversation with me about stuff like this, it's just not my cup of tea. And so I was trying to be friends with, with, you know, I guess the wrong kind of people. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I realized that I've got nothing in common with these people. Now I surround myself with people that I have more in common with. And often it's men and women who are a lot older than myself. Um, You know, men who are very interested in like digital transformation and artificial intelligence and conspiracy theories and all of these. And, you know, I go out for dinner with them and just have an absolutely fascinating conversation. And, you know, so now I've got lots of friends, but they weren't the kind of friends that I initially thought I'd be friends with. Something else I also did about a year and a half ago is I got some animals. So um, my friend who's called Taya, she's one of our uh, ambassadors for our suit label. She got a dog. You know, she's been an entrepreneur for about five years. And she was like, honestly, get an animal. He changed my life. He's absolutely amazing. You know, just the kind of peace they bring to you and just kind of looking after them. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you constantly want to be like, go, go, go. You know, you've always got an idea. You've always got something else you could be doing you know, it's, it's hard work at the end of the day, but I got a couple of cats and, you know, I think that they, they really help. I would encourage all entrepreneurs out there to get a cat or get a dog. You know, I just think it makes such a, I know it's probably the random advice, but I think it makes such a difference. So you're always in front of the camera, up on stage or running between one project and the other, but where you're not at work, which, which I believe it's not very often and where you're not with your cats, what do you enjoy doing? Who is the briar behind the scenes? Um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I love business at the end of the day. You know, I, <laughs> I love building businesses. And, you know, even on the weekend, last weekend, I wanted to have some time to, to relax. And, you know, what do you know? The next thing I know, I'm doing market research for more market research for the suits. Like, I just cannot help it. I really can't. But um, some other things that I do is I love boxing. So after quarantine, I started boxing with a personal trainer and he's awesome and amazing. And I'm gradually getting some, some muscles. <laughs> and yeah, and what else? I, I like reading. Um, I obviously like writing my books. I like fashion. I just kind of like relaxing as well, to be honest. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite a simple sort of person in my my home life I always like traveling when it's not a pandemic but yeah I just like taking I just like the simple things in life and I think that that's really important as well as to make most of the simple things what were your new year's resolution for 2020 ah so it's really funny to think back to new year's eve wasn't it and I I I actually have to giggle now because a lot of people were doing new decade new me or 2020 better yet you know and I'm not one to I don't really set too many new year's resolutions you know I think a, a lot of time people set new year's resolutions and then they don't fulfill them um so if, you've, if you're planning on setting a resolution for 2021, for instance, why not just start it tomorrow? So yeah, thinking back to, to 2020, I didn't really have, uh, you know, some, some big goals or anything like that. It was just my goals were literally to do what I was doing, but do better, basically, you know? And obviously the suit label was launching in 2020, so I knew that that was a big focus of us. Um, 
I knew that I wanted to give even more value to our clients. I knew that podcasting was going to be really big this year. And, you know, even after the pandemic, it's as big as ever. So, yeah, it was just basically do what you're currently doing, but just do it better. And without uh, waiting for the next Monday or the next month or the next year, right? Just do it. 100%. And, you know, I, I, I read this book by James Clear, uh, and it's about, what is it called? I actually can't remember what it was called. I can, I can let you know after the show. But basically about every single day just doing a 1% extra. Because then if you do 1% extra every day, that all compiles. And the next thing you know, you're up here. So say, for instance, you want to change your profession. So I get a lot of people reaching out to me and say, you know, how did you go from working in real estate in New York and working in recruitment in London to running a PR and personal branding agency? Like, how did you do that? And I say to them, I, I woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I did my digital marketing diploma. I would go to work, you know, do, do my all at work. And then I would come home and start working on client stuff. You know, and I, I, I stuffed myself with information and YouTube is amazing. And there are so many free courses out there, especially now after the pandemic. So many people are just getting a wealth of information online. So there's so much you can learn. So I would say if for, for people listening, if they are wanting to learn a new skill or if they are, you know, wanting to become an expert in their field or they're wanting to change professions entirely, just seek information and every day, even if you're just reading 10 pages of a book, you know, or listening for half an hour to a podcast or half an hour to a course, like that is all going to make a huge difference over the period of a year. Obviously, you've been incredible in reinventing yourself wherever you were going. But how did you get, especially the first few clients to trust you while uh, there were surely many other agencies and companies uh, out there offering the very same or maybe similar services? So we were quite pioneering in, in, in what we did in the sense that lots of companies were doing marketing and PR for, for, for companies or corporations. But our value proposition right from word go is we do personal branding for CEOs and we do content creation for CEOs. And that was something that people were not doing. Um, I would rock up to meetings and I would say to the person I was meeting, you see the fashion influences, you see the beauty influences. Imagine if, you know, you could do that, but in a corporate communication sort of way. You know, I could see that it would bring in media inquiries, speaking engagements and all of that. So we initially started as a content creation agency for CEOs. So we would do a lot of blog articles, social media content, LinkedIn management, et cetera. And then over time, that brought in media inquiries. So then suddenly we've got an amazing network of publications and producers and everything like this because, you know, they, they all gravitate towards the leaders and the content that we're creating. So that's how then we were able to offer the more traditional PR aspect. You know, as well, I always practice what I preach. I think that that's really important. You know, I could see myself that if I pitch myself in a certain way or, you know, pitch our clients in a certain way to an event, you know, or a conference or, you know, get them speaking on a panel, then, then that's great and we can organize it that way. But everything I've done up until this point has gone into what we do today. So, in, for instance, recruitment. When I worked in recruitment in London, I was pitching candidates for jobs. 
It's the same thing. You're positioning a candidate for a job, just like you're positioning a CEO for an event. You know, there's lots of different things that that cross over in, into each other. In in New York, I was doing real estate. So it was a lot of business development and closing sales. You know, I do a lot of that in my job today. So um, it's really amazing sort of the skills that, that can cross over. Um, as well, it helped the fact that I'd done digital marketing, you know, and I come from a comms background originally. So everything we do obviously has the communications element, but also has the digital marketing element as well. So what's the engagement that we're getting on post? You know, what's the traffic? You know, how much is the following increasing? You know, what other strategies can we use? What about paid ad spend or, you know, there's just so many different things. But again, it's surrounding yourself with a great team as well. You know, you're not, you don't have to be the expert in everything. You know, you, you hire people around you who are the experts in what they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would be my, my number one tip. Raya, everything you say, your um, unstoppable passion for every project and every aspect brings me to what we call our paramount question. What does unlimited mean to you? So, yeah, I guess it means evolving almost. You know, as humans, we're not stagnant. You know, and at university, you can study one thing, go into another profession, go into another profession, you know, and it evolves like that. And, you know, not that I necessarily like to talk about him, but Donald Trump, you know, he he was on a reality TV show and a businessman. And the next thing he's a president. So, you know, it's 2020, anything can can happen. And um, yeah, so I think of Unlimited is just really making the most of your life as well. You know, we have one life. We, we can choose how we want to, to live it. Yes, we cannot control the situations that are, are happening around us. Yes, we all have responsibilities. But at the end of the day, we can choose to live our best life, you know? And I think that that's really important. It's just making the most of, of, of things. And some people listening today to my podcast, you know, they might think that I'm a, a workaholic and you maybe work too much, and maybe need to take a holiday and all of this. But at the same time, this is how I want to live my life, you know? So I would encourage anybody who's listening is just to think about what's important for you and then come up with a bit of a plan of action to, to, to make it happen. And yeah, just, just enjoy it and enjoy the journey as well. You know, gamify it. Yeah. Wow. Gamified. Love it. Thank you, Briar. Thank you for joining us and best of luck for your new fashion label and for every new possible project that you might um, venture into. We know it's going to be a success. Thank you, Ancha. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Really nice to chat to you. Thank you for listening. We hope you found it inspiring and fulfilling. Please subscribe to Unlimited on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss out on our next stories. To learn more about our content, please log on to our website and follow us at unlimited.me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and help us building a truly unlimited community. Thank you.